0: What's up guys? This is Garrett. This is Jabin with Cross Country Comments. And um we were just talking about this. This is phase four, obviously, because you know we're talking about it. So um and you guys probably just saw phase three. I know we took a day's break, we had some technical difficulties, and we also just kind of figured we were gonna do the fifth day as like our favorite movie from each phase, but we were talking about these movies for so long and getting so many of our thoughts out that there's not too much of a Point to do that because we're already giving all of our thoughts on our favorite movies exactly so we yeah we, we just decided to kind of because of the technical difficulties kind of skip day and this is going to go out on Friday as like the final phase 4 kind of thing um I will also preface this by saying Jabin is going to be taking over a lot of this episode because I have not seen a good chunk of the things in phase 4 um, yeah,
1: I I watched
2: every single movie, TV show, shorts, everything off of phase four of trying to find a shred of happiness.
0: And I'm not going to lie, and this is going to sound so sad because I love Marvel and I love the movies and I love, oh my gosh, it's what made me an, a nerd. But I was not. Intrigued or interested by some of the things that they produced in phase four, so I did not bother to watch them. Now, I is
2: saying something like it is saying something
0: because, like, I you guys can't see it in the podcast obviously because you're listening, you also probably can't see it too well in the video. But I have a box of comics sitting down there, and most of them are Marvel, so the fact that. I was not interested by a good chunk of the stuff, and Phase 4 is just like, eee. So, um, Jabin is going to be taking over fully. I'm not going to have any comments on it, because I haven't seen them, except for maybe one, which I know some stuff about. Um, he's going to be taking over the ones that I have not seen fully. I won't be making any comments on them, and he'll be giving you his breakdown on those. So, uh, what we have also decided to do is, since there's so many shows, and we don't want to take up three hours of your guys' time, Um, we are going to pick, we picked one show each that was our favorite, and we're going to dissect each episode, um, for which ones are our favorites, uh, as far as, like, that individual show. Uh, the rest of them we're just going to kind of talk about as a whole, and then the only show that we are going to cover together, episode by episode, is What If. If that sounded very confusing, it's because it was. So. (laughs)
2: <laughs> don't worry. Well, once we do it, it'll make sense once once you're watching it. So don't be scared.
0: You're yeah, you'll understand. So, Jabin, any thoughts before we start?
2: I'm just gonna let everyone know I'm not gonna be as hyped as I was for phase one through three, especially not like phase two. Um, I'm gonna warn everyone: this is going to be very. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of, like, my anger voice or, like, irritated voice and stuff like that. Um, And I'm not going to hold back when it comes to stuff that I really don't like about this phase, because it did some good, but a lot of it was was rough.
1: Yeah. So uh,
2: I was holding back for the other three phases, because they mostly came out with good stuff, but phase four is kind of, I'm not going to lie, it's kind of a trash can, so...
0: They had good moments. I'll, I'll go but... as
2: quick. I'll, I'll go as quick as I can. But just letting mm-hmm. y'all know, I'm not holding. I'm not holding back with this one.
0: Yeah, he's bringing out the the machete and the AK for this one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was mega.
0: So, so yeah, I'll go ahead and start. Um, because of the, kind of the order of stuff, it'll help you take over some of the stuff I haven't seen easier. Um,
2: yeah. Do you have a list up just just so that we have no way home in the list?
0: Yes, and that. Where did that come in? I uh forget.
2: so we, we could randomly put that in uh let's say after After Thor Love and Thunder? After Moon Knight.
0: After Moon Knight, okay. We will put because, it right there.
2: Because it came from, yeah, because it came from Moon Knight uh No Way Home, and then No Way Home, it literally branches off to Doctor Strange. So Yeah,
0: yeah that's right. Okay. Alright, so we'll do that. Um so I'll go ahead and start. Um so first one we're starting off with is WandaVision. So here is where the down decline started. Um, and I hate saying that because I was so hyped for WandaVision. Um, and the thing about WandaVision is I was super hyped for it because, I mean, Vision's an awesome character. I was super excited to see what Wanda was going to do. And then there was multiple characters I was hoping they were going to bring in. Um, So, breaking it down, because we're not going episode by episode on this one, but In the beginning of the series, I was like, oh, I love the aesthetic and the acting is, you know, fantastic. Um, And then. Just, you know, Agatha was a great antagonist throughout the whole thing. And those those are some of the things that I loved. And then seeing Wanda just kind of go nuts a little bit. um, Seeing that progression was really cool. And seeing the um, Halloween episode where they got their classic costumes uh, that was the good part of that episode. The part of that episode that absolutely ticked me off is when or no, I'm sorry, the episode before this that this happened um, was when Pietro, Quicksilver from Fox entered the picture. Um, I was losing my mind. I think I called Jabin when that came out. Yep. And I was like, that is the first mutant outside of like the original Quicksilver and Wanda that we've seen. This is, like, multiverse stuff. This is before Multiverse of Madness. I was losing my mind. And then it just turned out that he was, what What was it, a, a poop joke or something? I can't remember.
1: Yeah,
2: it feels so bad. Like, I, I don't even remember, but his name... Actually, let me pull it up real quick.
0: Yeah, but he was... It was made it into bad. a joke. Um... And and it just it hurt really bad because I had such high expectations and hopes for them to bring Quicksilver back in a good
1: way, and that would have been an amazing Yeah. Um You pulling up his name, you said? Yeah, I'm trying to pull up his
2: name. Hold on.
1: Uh Wanda Vision. Quick Silver name. Okay. So
2: Yeah, okay. Wow, I did not want to read that again. His name is Ralph
1: Boner.
0: Ralph Boner. That was it. It wasn't a poop joke. It was a boner joke. But yeah. um yeah, it just it ticked me off that he was played out as a joke. Um and I get it. It's because Wanda created different things and just, you know, he's a random guy because it's the multiverse. Hated that explanation and i mean don't get me wrong there's a lot of the show that i enjoyed seeing her kids and youth, them using their powers that was interesting white vision was awesome um have seen the emotional scenes of her over dead vision very emotional um good scenes but overall just not what i wanted from the show like i'm gonna give the wandavision show as a whole Like a
1: 7.4. And that's being a little generous. Yeah. Here's my... Here's my thing. WandaVision was so
2: good. I'm gonna take the Ralph Boner out of it. This is me not thinking about, you
1: know, Quicksilver or whatever. Mm -hmm. This episode was so good until episode 8.
2: So 1 through 7, I love. After episode 8 and 9, I was out of it, except for that white vision thing. Um, Basically, any episode that dealt with an actual sitcom was amazing because yeah. from the first episode, we loved it. It was great, black and white. It was fantastic. Episode 2, same thing. Episode 3, we get in more into the 70s. It was amazing. Uh, And then after that, we finally get to know, like, in episode four, how, why this reality is happening. We're like, oh, crap, let's do this. And then episode five was 80s. And then we get into the Halloween thing, which we find Quicksilver, which was cool. And then episode seven, we get into the 90s. But what's so funny about that episode and why that one's actually in in my top favorites is that they actually interview Vision. Like, you know how they do, like, you know, what's happening uh, in the story. And then they interview that character in the story. The
0: Office. Yeah,
2: exactly. They did that. And I was dying because Paul Bettany did way too good. Like I was dying on the floor. It was was really really good. My dad and I watched it. It was hilarious. So, they they had the right aspects when it came to creating an actual TV show, you know, bending, you know, reality to her will. But when it came to the ultimate story all the way, it just didn't, it didn't hit with me as much as it did. And her losing her kids didn't give me that emotion, that emotional breaking that it did. And it's sad that it did later in Multiverse of Madness. Yeah because this is this is her story um and it didn't give me the emotional impact i got the emotional impact from vision but i didn't get it from the kids and that's probably the most important part of this show is the the with the relationship with their children that are not real yeah um so yeah i just didn't get the emotional impact so because of that it kind of ruined the story for me so i'm giving it this this is me giving it 6.7 this was rough
0: yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it, but like you said, the ending just was not there.
2: It it just wasn't good. And I and, I, and this is this is unpopular belief, but I don't think that the woman who played Agatha was a good, good a- actress for that role. She's a good actress, just not for that role.
0: Yeah, no, I end. I completely agree. Like she she's a great actress. I've seen her in other things, but just not for a oh evil witch person like yeah. Not, not... I, I didn't believe it. No, I mean it it was decent but Anyway, moving on um, Is your episode Or your show Not the one you're diving deep into But you're talking about Is Falcon and Winter Soldier
1: This, I'm going to pull a U Watch, I'm going to say exactly what you say I have mixed feelings about this
0: (laughs) I did say that like Three times last episode (laughs) So that's fair, that's fair
2: you really did. No, but for real, I have mixed feelings about this one. Okay, uh, just to recap. So, uh, the story uh, stops with. It starts with. Uh, sorry, if I'm talking weird. I just have a weird, you know, overbite. Um, the episode starts with Sam not taking the shield, which is like a whoa. That part is awesome. The reason is not. Um, I like that he gave the shield up. Because I thought he just didn't feel worthy for it, and I would have gotten that, but it turned into a racial thing way when we delve dive more into the show. Like, what is what is it like having a black man as Captain America? And I and right there, I was like, oh god. Like I get, like my thing is I get, you know, what's happening in the world today. Like, I'm I'm the guy that actually, like, researches on the news, see what's going on around the world. Like, that's me. So I do my research on it. I hear so much racism. I hear so much just no one being equal. And it's tiring. And I'm tired of it, of hearing of it, to where I need to take a break and watch some Marvel movies or TV shows.
1: Uh I don't
2: want to watch something that makes me remind what I'm trying to get away from for a second. You know what I mean? This is my break that was the only thing that kind of ticked me off was that it went too racial. And that's why I loved him before this show because yeah, uh Sam Wilson is a black guy and he is a freaking good pilot. That's it. You know what I mean? Like in the winter soldier, he was bad. A, he did. He put in work and in infinity war. He put in work and mm-hmm. it Endgame. game. He put it even more work, stabbing all aliens and stuff. There's nothing racial about him at all. And it was cool. I can, I don't mind seeing the poverty part, like seeing like his family in poverty, like that's cool. And then we can think of our minds like, oh, shoot. Like, you know, we can get that racial thing like automatically in our brains without you just shoving it in our faces. But the show shoved it in your face by seeing the first black uh, super soldier and it really, like, pushed Sam not wanting to take the shield just because he was black. Like, that part is ridiculous. Um, yeah, I can go on and on about that. But my favorite part of this show was Sam Wilson getting to work. I loved him that he was getting beat out of the crap of and still stood up, just like Steve Rogers would. I love that, that they kept that aspect. I love U.S. Agent. I love the new Captain America, and the reason why I love him is because I hate him.
1: Mm-hmm. i I love his character, um uh, her being the power broker, I don't know. um I'm,
2: I kind of mixed experience Sharon Carter.,
1: you're
2: yeah. feeling about that'm like okay, Marin Zemo he took he took his episodes. And I love the episodes, and I love seeing what the Wakandans did with Bucky to help him out to get that uh, those uh, those thoughts out of his brain. And I love every time when the the Dora Milaje show up and beat the crap out of everybody. It's amazing. I I love seeing them just just beat the crap out of anyone. They're just the greatest. I'm sure you would agree. Oh, 100%. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I I just love them beating the crap out of everyone. And I like that how that made US Agent be like, they didn't even have Super Soldier Serum and they still beat the crap out of me and then that like, turned into a villain. I love that. If if they would have focused more on the flag smashers rather than the racial parts of of the of uh, Sam Wilson's dilemma, I would have liked this way more. Because I would if you're trying to pull like a racial agenda I would focus way more on the flag smashers because the flag smashers are the ones that are suffering. So if you want to show people actually suffering and go th- going through something and trying to make a difference out of it, you should focus. Fo- they should have focused all of that on the flag smashers. You know what I mean?
1: Hmm.
2: I, that that would have been a perfect way to do it. And then we could have been like, "Oh crap, but it's kind of good. So we gotta, you know, gotta accept it." Um, but no, they kind of showed it in your face. So I don't know. But ultimately, I'm gonna give this show a just because it's I still don't mind watching it just because it's like the other aspects I talked about were so good. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to give this show a 7.2 because I don't mind watching this over and over again. It has some great aspects of the show. I just see what they're doing and I'm just not with it. I don't mind Sam Wilson being Captain America at all. I'm actually with it. Like yeah. he he's yeah. Captain America. Like he proved himself. Um but yeah, just stop pulling the Agenda racial stuff, guys. I'm, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to do all that. I just want to see people kick butt and save the world.
0: Yeah. And, <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. And for anyone watching or listening to this, I mean, getting into Phase 4, they push a lot of agendas. And so let's get this out of the way right now. Me nor Jabin are racist or sexist or anything of that nature. We just enjoy superheroes and Marvel and want to see it done right and yeah. so when we talk about this it's not oh he's saying that because he's racist no we're, we're saying it because it's number one either not in the comics or it's shoved in our face and <laughs> so I, when I give my opinion and for anyone listening to the podcast and has not seen us I am white and Jaden is black so there is literally yeah. no racism here <laughs> right. Right, right right that part
1: but um
0: I I like I had such high expectations for Falcon and Winter Soldier. It was actually Damn. my most anticipated of any show they announced.
2: Dude, we were um, talking about it for so long. Like uh-huh. we literally were trying to, like gather up theories and everything. Like we were going crazy with this show. Hearing Sam and Bucky like kick butt together, we were going crazy.
0: <laughs> so my expectation for this show was like a detective buddy caught spy thriller. Was no, what no, I was. You
2: wanted it? You wanted it like Winter Soldier. That,
0: that's that's to sum up. Exactly. Winter soldier but more of a buddy cop movie. Exactly.
2: Um
0: and so that's kind of what I was going into it with. Now I will talk mm-hmm. about the things I liked in this show first of all. The dynamic between Bucky and Sam when they're fighting is hilarious. I did get like Amazing. I did get buddy cop vibes from it and I loved that. Yeah. Um and and seeing them go up against the uh, U.S. agent when they're on top of the truck. And, I mean, even seeing them go through the building chasing the flag smashers. Stuff like that. Absolutely love their dynamic. Uh, uh, Sam's Captain America suit by the end of the movie was beautiful. But it was so
2: comic accurate, I giggled.
0: I, oh, same here.
2: <laughs> I loved it.
0: Just, oh, oh it was awesome. So. That was amazing. Yeah, no, he is. I, I mean, here's the thing when people say Captain America, I'm always going to think of Steve Rogers, but see, Rogers, right. but that's the thing. If they show me, like, oh, this is Captain America as well, and it shows Sam, I'm gonna be like, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, He's repping that they're both Captain America, your point? Um, yeah, so I, I loved his suit. Um, Flag Smashers, I did like their reasoning and why they were doing what they were doing. Obviously, they
2: I loved it. I yeah. loved it. It was it was something different, and we can't relate to it. That that's what I liked about it. It was political, but we couldn't relate to it. That's mm-hmm. why it it was like a gray area. I yeah.
0: loved it. I love stuff like that. And it, they did it well. Obviously, people in the Flag Smashers went too far. That's what didn't make it, you know, work stuff like that. So. I I liked that aspect a lot. I think the main character, the redhead girl, I forget her name. Um, yeah. She she her performance could have been a little better,
1: just a little bit.
0: Um. I I, I, th- I agree. I think she did a good job for what she was given, but um, you know, she was riding that line a little bit. Um. Outside of that, uh, I'm trying to think of other things. The gadgets that they used and the fact that Sam learned how to use the shield properly was great to see. Oh. Um, oh my gosh. and then, I mean, even seeing, you know, Sam's family with the fishing boat and I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I live in the South right now. I'm, I live in, in Georgia. And so seeing like them have a low country boil, which I think is what they did. Um, and then seeing the crawfishing boat and I think it was crawfish. I, it's been so long since I've seen it. I know they had a boat and it was kind of a little bit run down. Um, and yeah. it was kind of like Southern esque. Um, I liked all of that aspect, and then, like you said, even the the racial undertones of oh, they live in like this kind of um, a little bit the of hood. a run, yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, it was not throwing it in your face, but no, it, it was, wasn't. Yeah. But like even even Bucky commented on it and was like, "Man, you know, I I didn't know this is how it was," and, and I it mean, is- even that, I could I could be like, "Man, that." present it pretty well
2: yeah and, um, and it makes sense because Bucky never lived through that so like that's like it's really cool seeing Bucky in that situation so yeah I, I agree yeah. with you
0: so I love that so like you said though with with the first um the first black super soldier like they showed, I liked his character and I liked his I think it's his son in the comics actually becomes the yeah. first or the second black captain America and great characters. Yeah. But it was like it was like the story was like flag smashers da 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 da. But as soon as they just started taking that racially charged stuff and just tossing it in your face, it was like, where, gosh, get back to what you were doing. <laughs> like w- we we understand, like you said, the political stuff the flag smashers were doing. It wasn't something we could relate to, so they got political. But it was like I don't mind it because it's not something that we deal with out here. (laughs) But inside the show, like I said, how they presented Sam's, you know, the kind of run down the hood, stuff like that, was the right way to do that, in my opinion. But they could have done the first Black Captain America so much different. um, And made it to where it didn't feel like it was shoving it in your face. And, oh, all Americans are against the next Captain America being Black. I mean, that's that's essentially what they were saying. In oh, part that's
2: exactly what they were saying. <laughs>
0: that is exactly it, what they were saying. And it bugged me. It bugged me it bugged so me. bad. Like, it, and it was something to where I was like, "Oh, they don't mention it in this episode." And then at the end of the episode, it was like, "Sam's contemplating." Oh man, they, you know, they still won't accept me. And I was like, "Just holy crap." <laughs>
2: It, it was just like, something. It, it, it makes no sense. Like the whole, I'm sorry, but the whole being of Captain America is doing stuff. Like even, let let's say the whole world was against, you know, Sam Wilson because he's black and wanted to be Captain America, right? The whole point of Captain America, that Steve Rogers, you know, did with that shield or with his uniform or whatever, is doing things that he thought was right and told everyone to get back or I'll fight you too. Yeah. That's what he did, did in Civil War. And I did not get that. that yeah. That's the problem. Like, okay, a, a whole bunch of Americans don't like like him seeing Captain America. Fine, deal with it. You know what I mean? Like, don't mm-hmm. let that shot away. Ugh, that's so, that's not Captain America. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Oh. So, I mean, I liked the other parts of the show, though. It's just that, that really got under my skin. And it makes sense for the time that it was released, because it was right when, you know COVID hit and all that kind of stuff and matters, black lives all matter that. all that kind of stuff that's when this show released so for the time it released it makes sense but it's still but because yeah, like you said this really is because this is where we go to be like all right this isn't the real world and so i i give it a salt just a, a straight seven I give it a seven um Okay, so now that's over, uh next show is yours. Or, or no, I'm sorry, next show is mine. I'm gonna cover first very uh, blanketly, but this is your show to go into depth in.
1: Yes, hit it.
0: So, um let's see here. All right, so next one is Loki. So I have a interesting experience with Loki because I didn't watch it straight out. And I, I'm
2: mad at you for that
0: still, but that's okay. Trust me, I'm mad at myself too. Um, So I watched the first two episodes as they came out. Loved it. But there was so much coming out at that moment. And that's almost just like kind of right as Disney Plus started to get popular and good stuff on it. Yeah. And that I started watching multiple different things. This is also right when I got kind of into anime. That's another story. Yeah. And so... Um, I started watching multiple things and I was like, oh, Loki was good, but like a female Loki, oh, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. So I kind of dropped it. Um, and then me and Javen were talking about it. And I told him I had never finished it. And he about pimp slapped me through the phone. Um, but <laughs> he's nodding his head for anyone listening. Um, yeah. so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll watch it. So I watched it all the way through It is such a good show because... Was I I right? You you were right. You were right. right. So, when I was watching it, I loved Sylvie. Sylvie was a great addition. Obviously, you know, Kid Loki, uh, Old Loki, um, all of them were awesome. Um, uh, Owen, Owen Wilson, that's his name? Yep. Owen Wilson's character from the TVA fantastic actor and character with how he played him absolutely loved that um and even the the premise behind the tva of them actually being kidnapped from their time and brainwashed i just thought that was genius um and then i mean there's not a ton i'm gonna say about the show because this is the show that you're gonna harp on but um I, i thought it was phenomenal Um, Tom Hiddleston, obviously amazing. Um, Yeah, love the show. Uh, Seeing Kang at the end as the, not the tyrannical ruler, but the calm one that's been there for like a thousand years or whatever. Um, Great introduction to Kang. And then what Sylvie did was just mind-blowingly surprising. Just all of the above, great
1: show, loved it. I give it like. Ah, uh, I give it a 9.1. Oh my god. This was the show that gave me hope for
2: for this, this, um, for, for Marvel. Because this is when we get into time travel. And you know me in time travel and multiverse stuff. I'm, oh my god, I am in. Okay, oh, so yeah. as soon as I heard that we were going to hear the TVA and Loki was going to be in it. I was like, what? Okay, what they're talking about. Because I didn't think of Loki and time travel stuff together. So I was like, okay, let's just see how this works. They did it beautifully. Now, I'm going to go as quickly as I can because I'm not going to, you know, go crazy in each episode, but I love how the Russo brothers set up this show. The Loki from 2012... Grabbed the Tesseract and escaped. That uh, that made a branch branch timeline, and the TVA just couldn't handle that. I like that we get to see a lot of what the TVA does, and I love that straight up in the first episode they're like, "Okay, we're gonna wipe the Loki that you know, and we're gonna give him even more character development that he got uh, more the uh, more character dev- development that he got uh, than in the movies." And I like that he got to see what his future was, which made him break, like, all the way down, like, broken, so that we can see a different Loki come out. So that's why the first episode was so great. Uh, The second episode was amazing because you see Mobius and, and Loki get to work together. You get to see how trustworthy Loki can be. You actually see that there's someone else at play here, and it's a girl version of him. And this is comically accurate Sylvie. I love it. I'm in it. Because originally, Loki was supposed to be a girl. So that's why I was in. That's why I was like, oh my god, we finally get a girl Loki. So I actually wanted I wanted a girl Loki. Um, And this is why I love her so much. It was not preachy. She was just a bad-A woman. Just she had a goal, and she was gonna get that goal. I love it. Now her goal was just to take down the TVA. In order to do that, they she had to take out uh the the guys in charge, and who they thought were the guys in charge weren't the guys in charge, and they were just robots. I love that because it turns you on the side, like oh, well, who's in charge of this? Once you realize that when you prune someone, you get to a different part and you go to a place that's outside of not only time and space but outside of the TVA which you never would think about you actually get to see the branch of the prime timeline broke my brain I was like what it hurt and it was amazing and how scary that country woman clock was it, it gave me that level of creepy to where I was like oh my god what's gonna happen now and just the way she was talking, and she's like, "Don't go in there, don't go, don't see he who remains, bro, chill out, but I love I love everything about the show. It, it was amazing, so I like that we learned about nexus events. That we saw what happened on lamentus. uh I love that they they thought that that was gonna be the last time they're gonna do anything, but then they figured out something. um, I usually don't like plot armor and stuff like that, but this one worked. Um, I like that the variants figured out that they were variants. I love seeing the different Lokis, and I absolutely love the last episode because it literally gives us phase four Mm
1: -hmm.
2: in its entirety, and that made me so excited, and seeing Kang, he's such a good actor. I've seen him in other stuff, and I can't wait to see him in Creed Three. He's going to be amazing, but he did it perfectly, and I saw an interview for when he did uh, Ant-Man Quantumania too. He said, uh, the, the interviewer said, how do you separate the kangs? Like, how do you use one of them and use, like, a little bit of them or whatever? He says, I forget each one that I do so that I can go into somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that part really got me because I'm like, oh, crap. Like, this is for real. Like, different kangs going around, and we're going to see different personalities. It's the same person, but we're going to see someone do completely different than what the last one did. Um, And I love the fact that Kang, we don't know which one, but Kang at the end takes over the TVA and that uh, Mobius doesn't know who Loki is or whatever. And I love that he just immediately took control. Um, I love that Sylvie killed He Who Remains because you don't expect to do that in a show. The fighting?
1: The way they use fighting with the magic? Oh my god. It it gave me chills. I I have chills right now. No no Marvel show at
2: this point. Gave me chills like this one did. So that's why I'm giving this a worthy a worthy 10.
1: Okay.
2: Everyone okay. everyone and I mean everyone, even bad people got great character development and I can't be mad at it because that's the main thing I want. Did these characters learn anything? And they did. And I love it. So, straight 10. Amazing show. Let's move on.
0: Fantastic. All right, moving on is one that Jabin is solely going to cover because I have not seen it. I may make a comment
1: or two, but next one is the Black Widow movie. Okay, a couple things. If we needed, if we
2: wanted a, because we wanted one. But if we got a Natasha Romanoff Black, Black Widow movie, we should have had it right after Civil War. The fact that we get to see her at like right after that happened and we don't go in the future, just af- right after Civil War, after we already dealt with her death in Endgame or whatever irritates me to the core. Um if I know that they were trying to, trying to introduce another Black Widow, but then make that about her. You know what I mean? It would have been cool if they released it as Black Widow and made everything think everyone think that it was going to be about Natasha, but it was really about Yelena. That, I actually would have been, like, really happy about that because we already dealt with her death, and now we're going to see, you know, what this girl is all about. Um, yeah, we needed this movie way too late. I was really excited for the Taskmaster though. That was the one thing I wanted. He scares me. The Taskmaster in any game, in any comic book, just anything, he scares the crap out of me. He
1: was hard to beat in Marvel Spider-Man. Um, I see why they did it, but they made
2: they made Taskmaster into a girl, which makes me feel some kind of way because now I don't want to like. Like, for me, like, if I was a hero and I'm going against, you know, the Taskmaster, and he's a dude, I'm ready to take that fool out and break his neck. The fact that she's a girl and she's the, the dude's daughter that owns all of the Black Black Widows, all the widows, that made it less more like, well, now I don't want her to die. Is that, that That's one of the characters that I do want to die, you know what I mean? Like, they need to be killed because they're a menace to society, like, we have those, you know what I mean? Like, Thanos, menace.
1: <laughs> Ultron, <laughs> you know, menace.
2: Just, the Ultron, menace. You know what I mean? Taskmaster was that menace to me. But not in the movie. I didn't want, like, I didn't want her, I didn't want that character to be humanized. Because then that defeats the whole purpose of Taskmaster. He's not, he's not a feel-good human. He copies of what they do and uses that against him, and that's how he takes over whatever he needs to take over. That's a menace. Um, Yelena and, uh, and Red Guardian were probably the t- two only good things about this movie. The, even the fighting and the CGI. Oh, God. No, and they were having problems with the movie releasing, and Scarlett Johansson suing Disney. I it's. I give this movie a, I give this movie a,
1: mm,
2: I give I give this movie a five.
1: That's your lowest score
2: it, yet, dude. It was. We're gonna see lower, but <laughs> this this is. Oh my god,
0: not the, it. The Chief. only
2: reason why I watched this is because of Yelena and Red Guardian.
1: That's fair. Um, Um,
2: for anyone who's on the fence about watching this movie, only watch it just so that you can watch Hawkeye and, uh, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, moving on. Um, so this is the one that we are going to go episode by episode together. Yes, Um, sir! And this is What If. And again, we aren't going to spend a massive amount of time on each episode because we do have to get through this. Um, we're we're not going to rush ourselves because that's something... We did see in part three. We kinda rushed it a little bit because of how much there was. Um we're gonna try and get through it in a timely fashion, but we're not gonna rush it. Um so uh
1: so what if? Uh do you want me to start or do you wanna start? You, me, you, me, you,
0: me. You're
1: seeing which one you wanna talk about, don't you? <laughs>
2: you me you oh no yeah you start let's go okay i'll start
1: <laughs> all right
2: I, even though i want to start this one so bad i'll let you do it
1: <laughs> okay
0: so the first one is what if captain carter was the first avenger so yes! i absolutely love this episode um first of all peggy is just a bad a woman on her own Thank Um, you. without the super soldier serum like she didn't even mm-hmm. need it but the fact that she got it and then just like she, she's she's th- this is how you do a woman character and I'm not even talking about what if I'm talking about Peggy Carter this is how you do a female superhero um, but it's the fact that she got the serum and then th- I think they tried to use her for propaganda at the beginning she was like no you're stupid um, I'm yeah. gonna go save my country and then, I
1: love that.
0: And then Steve, Steve, even though he didn't get the serum, he was still at the point where he was like, I'm still willing to die for my country. Let's do it. And then Steve Rogers becomes the first Iron Man, technically. And the fact that they work together and, you know, like you were, we, we talked about this at one point before. And the fact that he flies over and she's fighting in the air and then drops down on his back. And then they oh my gosh. And then the monster at the end was great. Um, I mean, just the whole way they did Peggy Carter in this was phenomenal. And and then her and Steve's teamwork. And the fact that she thought Steve was dead at the end. Oh my gosh. Just an incredible episode to start. What if? This episode I'm, hit
2: Oh, my God. Man. I
0: mean, I'm going to give this episode... A, you're going to see a lot of 10 out of 10s in this series, in this um, show. But, yeah, this this first episode, 10 out of 10. Absolutely.
1: This
2: episode is too good. How... Okay, how are you going to play funky 40s music while you're kicking guys out of a plane? Oh, no, out of multiple planes... And then you all of a sudden jump in the sky and your skinny old boyfriend in a Hydra Stomper all of a sudden just catches you and you guys just fly off into the sunset. You can't just do that. Like, <laughs> she's, she's too good. And, oh my God, she, she's so good. Like, in my opinion, I feel like she has the potential of being better than Steve Rogers Captain America. Like, that's how good I, I feel like she is. And, and I like how she dealt with misogyny. And I like how they how they uh, 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 represented the misogyny in this episode because it was perfect. Because she was like, "Oh, you you think like that? Oh, okay, well, listen it up, Steve. Let's go." And he was like, "I right, let's go." I love that. I love it. Love, love, love it. Love it. Because that's her. That's Peggy. Oh my God! Yeah, this
0: episode amazing. And here's the thing. I mean, Peggy wasn't talking to Steve like, "Oh, I've I've been." You know, there's misogynists that have gone after me my whole life. Now I'm going to treat you like crap. That's not how she treated Steve. Steve was literally like, all right, we a team. Like, you do your work, I do my work, and then we work together. Like, I, I don't know. Just the <laughs> dynamic was incredible. Anyway, moving on. No, it is. Um, second episode, what if T'Challa became Star-Lord? This episode
2: is, is my golden child. This this episode is is oh my goodness. In in the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy, when he seals the Power Stone, and the dude comes up behind him and says, "Who are you?" and then Star Lord says, "Star Lord," and the dude says, "Who? Come on, man, Star Lord, legendary outlaw." In this one, T'Challa steals the Power Stone, and then he turns around and the dude says, "Oh, Star Lord, that." Had me and Ivana dying, dying. Oh, my goodness.
0: And Ivana this is episode. his fiance for anyone that doesn't know.
2: I, I was dying. So th- this it was way too much for, for me to handle. And then as soon as I heard that he talked Thanos into not wiping half of the world, that was great. Nebula actually being happy with herself. That was hilarious and not being all robotic just seeing how everybody's life was different just because what if T'Challa became Star-Lord was amazing and they still didn't take away the story of him and Wakanda there still was a branch to him going back to Wakanda and saying what's up i like that they made sure to be like no this is Star-Lord but he's still T'Challa of Wakanda and he still got to go back and see who his sister was and and see his dad again, and his mom, and just see all that happening. And I like how it also gave you something to be scared about, which was Ego! The guys, Volume 2, like, oh, shoot, wait, what happened to this fool? And Peter Quill, who was supposed to be Star-Lord, is now working at Dairy Queen. I love that.
0: Wasn't it Baskin Robbins?
2: No, nah, it was Dairy Queen. Oh, okay. I, I, bet, I bet you 100 bucks it was Dairy
0: I, Queen. I'm not taking that bet
2: uh okay no
0: i I really problem. don't have much to add. You basically summed up this entire episode. I mean, and the fact that I mean we talked about this at one point before. the fact that the Black Order was able to come up and beat Thanos to a pulp um gives me the indication that the Black Order taught Thanos how to fight um like more than just brute strength taught him how to fight. Um, yeah,
2: because I keep forgetting that Titan was a peaceful place.
0: Yeah, so it, it was, it was. So, um, you know, I, I would have given it a lower score if you hadn't pointed that out to me at one point. But it's, it's a ten. I mean, there's, come on. Um, yeah. so next episode, this next episode is arguably one of my favorites in the entire series because it scared me so bad. Um, and I didn't expect it to. So the next one is, what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? So this is the one that follows Nick Fury. And he goes around and each individual Avenger is found dead one by one by one by one in some of the most gruesome ways I have ever seen. And I was like, I honestly was like, I don't have any idea who this is. Like, I don't know who's doing this. I don't know why they're doing it. I have not a clue and it scares me. And so I you know you keep watching and you find out that it's Hank him in the yellow jacket suit, an upgraded yellow jacket suit that's going down and killing each individual avenger. Um I'm not going to lie, it's been long enough that I've not that I since I've seen it to I have forgotten the reason as to why he does it. Um do you remember? Because he,
2: lost, he lost hope uh, because uh, Shield, Hope uh, that uh, Hope was killed and S.H.I.E.L.D. covered it up.
0: <clears throat> that's right, that's right. S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't do anything to help with her and basically covered it up and said, oh, screw you. Um, so, the fact that when a man like Hank Pym loses his mind, he can kill all of the Avengers with a, literally what seems like the snap of his fingers. Because it's, oh my gosh, the ease at which he kills all of them is scary. So just seeing a different side of Hank Pym and seeing, oh, one hero that everyone downplays could kill all of them if he... is a scary thought. So just that general gist got me loving this episode. So 10 out of 10. I
2: didn't notice this until now, until I was thinking about it. Darren Cross, the guy who makes the yellow jacket in the Prime timeline. The reason why he went insane is because he wore the yellow jacket and got the serum more and more and more. We get to see Hank Pym have that same serum go to his brain more and more and more. So the death, that uh, the grief that he got from Hope elevated his uh, his condition into going just insane. So that that's kind of what just tripped me out just right now, because that happened to Darren Cross. But the fact that the death of Hope is such a way more uh, impactful feeling just makes it so much worse. So where, yeah, he can kill Avengers with ease, and that's so scary. And I love the fact that we get to see Nick Fury and Loki team up. Mm-hmm. That was sick and seeing all of a sudden Nick Fury flying and multiplying, we were like, what the heck? Like we thought that was tech. And as soon as Loki showed up, we we're like, ah that was good, mm-hmm. that was good. I, I loved it. And yes, it was extremely scary just to know that uh that Black Widow technically was Black Widow and I think Captain Marvel were the only two like actual living ones. So that um, was
1: that was definitely crazy.
0: hmm Um Ten. Ten. Absolutely. Okay, next one is yours. What if Dr. Strange lost his heart instead of his hands?
2: I love Dr. Strange so much more now because of this episode. It's it's a groundhog day of Dr. Strange, and I am here for it. Like I said, anything time-related,
1: I'm in. I got to know so much more about what the
2: eye of agamotto can really do to a person who's struggling with grief and it really puts doctor strange on the edge having to try no ha, not try having trying to re, to redo her death but the fact that it's a fixed point in the timeline for him is devastating and seeing him trying is desperately trying to do anything he can to save her And, like, just ingesting all these powerful beings' energy, just going and going and going just to be more powerful just for that one goal, and seeing him just go off the rim, and being the most powerful sorcerer is insane. And still seeing what's become of him, and him trying to fight himself, having a Superman, uh, what was this, Superman 3 going on? So where he fights himself... Oh my goodness, like, I was going crazy. And I didn't think that the good version would lose. And I love that. And we actually got to see that the whole world lost. The whole world is gone. He destroyed, no, forget the world. He destroyed his universe. I never noticed how fragile the universe actually is in, you know, the MCU. I'm actually scared of what people can do now, just seeing this episode. And seeing how easily it could have been done. And this is the first time you actually see the Watcher talk to a person in the episode. And I like how Dr. Shane was like, dude, can you help me, bro? The Watcher was like, nah, you done messed up, bro. You gotta suffer, bro. And Dr. Shane was just there all by himself. Mm -hmm. Suffering, doing nothing, living in the ultimate exile. That is probably the most intense episode of this whole show, yeah, it's 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 just insane. I I love it. it it's I love all these because there's no there's not a lot of good endings, and and I love it like that.
0: oh yeah, ten emotional impact. So when it comes to this, this this episode answers the lifelong question of what how far would someone go for love? That that is literally the definition of this episode. And I love seeing someone who's, oh yeah, I'm a doctor. And then now instead of, you know, losing his hands and his hands, hands are fine. Now he seeks out sorcery for a different reason. Now it's not, oh, I need my hands back so that I can, you know, learn to use them again. It's literally, how do I bring someone back to life? It, it, is, it is a physical, oh no, help me, and a let me change the world because I'm that driven, and I just think that contrast between the original Doctor Strange and this one was just fantastic um yeah, ten out of ten absolutely um all right, next one, what if zombies i this was the one I was most excited about in the entire show um before it came out. I was just loot because I have not read the comic books per se myself but there's a YouTube channel called uh, Comic Storyin and he reads you comic stories um in order and uh you know voice acting great ch- channel by the way um but he did the entire Marvel Zombies run and I have listened to that whole run probably two or three times I love this comic run so much and Obviously, I knew they weren't going to pull out every little thing they did in the comics for one episode, but I was just stoked. And seeing, I mean, it's just clips that's coming to my head because it's been so long since I've seen it. But seeing that some of the most unlikely people were the ones that actually were alive.
1: Peter Parker, um, the head of Scott Lang, um, not Cassie Lang, um, Hope.
0: Um, Bruce Banner and then a few others like that it, it was just like the most odd group of people that were still alive and so seeing the the fact that Wanda was the most powerful zombie out there and that Vision was literally feeding her just to keep her alive because he thought that's what he had to do for love again how far would someone go for love a robot doesn't know truly what real love is, so his it almost became an obsession of sacrificing humans to keep feeding his zombified girlfriend.
2: Oh man, that's such good writing.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> it's 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 so gross. It's so good. It, it's and, so. Oh,
0: and he, he he was ex- almost experimenting on her, trying to fix her during this. Um, yeah. So that writing and then just seeing um, Hope sacrifice herself for them to get through that field and becoming, I mean, giant wasp and getting bit. And then on the way out, she almost attacked them and I think tried to. But then it's almost like a little bit of her, her humanity still kicked in when she saw and heard Scott and then didn't. I don't think she fully went for it. And just I don't know, the despair in this episode hurt, but it was such a well-written
1: episode. So uh freaking ten out of ten. These all might be ten out of ten. I don't know. I think it is. What um, what are your thoughts? Amazing written, you already hit all the points. Um
2: happy was great. Spider-Man was great. Hope was great. Scott
1: was fantastic. Vision was terrifying. Scarlet Witch was even more terrifying. And, yeah, and Black Panther suffering like that was pretty crazy. I, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah.
0: Uh,
2: well written. You weren't ready. I loved it.
0: Absolutely. Um, okay. Yours is next. 10 out of 10, I'm guessing. Um. Uh, well, I'm talking ten out of ten for zombies. Yeah.
2: This next episode, though. For,
0: but but for zombies, ten out of ten. Oh, oh. sorry, sorry. Yes, 10. <laughs> 10, 10.
1: It's great.
0: It's um, great. Okay, so number six.
1: What if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? Oh my god. I'm such a sucker for scenes
2: being replayed in a. In a different way. So they showed us Iron Man 1 for like the first five minutes. So I was all in. It was great. Uh,
1: Whoever the voice actor is. Perfect Tony. Amazing Tony. Um, Seeing Killmonger save Tony. I
2: knew right off the bat there was going to be ripples in the timeline. I already knew. Like people are not ready for this. Um, But it makes sense because he was... He was... uh, a soldier killing in Afghanistan. So it would have made sense if he was there at that point. Um, and the fact that you get to see how how smart Killmonger is, again, is really scary. Because he manipulated people in the first Black Panther movie. But you get to see him actually manipulate like cl- people close to being, or are, government officials. And that's scary. If you were able to infiltrate the U.S. by being a part of the U.S., that's scary. And then infiltrating Wakanda by being Wakanda? That's so crazy. Like, And the way he does it with such swagger is so good. And, oh my god. And like, I feel like Michael B. Jordan had something to do with the writing. I just feel it. Just because he loved this character so much that he he had to go into therapy because he uh, was taking in real stuff from his real life to where he actually had to do therapy right after he did he did the movie. So I know for sure he was all up on this episode. Um, yeah, the way they did it, it was so amazing to where he manipulated both the U.S. and Wakanda and made them both think different things and made them, you know, react certain ways. And he manipulated Tony, killed Tony made uh, made it think like the wakandans did it it was it was it was just insane it was scary like he scared me and he accomplished his mission from here on out and i love that shuri did not like it and she went to pepper and was like let's do this i love it because it gives you something to look forward to later uh 10 out of 10 the fighting was actually fantastic and you get to see queen Ramonda get down like oh crap she's on some McCoy crap i was going crazy so yeah,
0: it was, it was amazing. I loved it. all up in. All right, um I, I absolutely loved it as well. The betrayal that you saw in Tony's face when he got stabbed was heartbreaking that like, you know, a character that literally built this whole universe was tricked by one guy in order to accomplish his plans, and Tony was a thro- essentially was a throwaway character in one episode.
1: and it's yeah. like.
0: How are you gonna make the one most important person in the MCU a throwaway character that quick and still make it one an incredible story? So, like I mean you covered every other point. The fighting was amazing, the storytelling, the manipulation of, of Killmonger, fantastic, absolutely 10 out of 10. Um, so this next one, what if Thor were an only child? So you changed my mind on this one. Because I did not like this episode very much at first, because I was like, yeah, you know, have such a deep plot. This one is literally just, oh, Thor and Captain Marvel, oh, bantering, and Loki's, you know, not his brother, but a friend, and oh, there's nothing serious going on. Looking back now, there is so, and you pointed this out, there are so many serious, depressing episodes that it's just like your will is it's essentially Infinity War over and over and over and over and over in the show, which we love it, but it breaks us every time. Um, this was the Ant-Man and the Wasp of, as you said in the last episode, you said Ant-Man and the Wasp or, or you said um, what if and I said, oh, this is what we were talking about, because this was the feel good episode. This was the cleansing. This was the, oh, happiness, and laughter, and we love this. And not only that, but I surprisingly, or unsurprisingly, liked how they presented Captain Marvel in this show more than they did. I liked it more than how they presented her in her own movie. Um. So, and then Thor was hilarious. I mean, with the way he just uses Hammer nonchalantly. um. With the fight choreography between him and Captain Marvel was actually awesome. Um, I mean, just overall, just a fun episode, and then just seeing Loki drunk with the other Frost Giants, just I'm so good buddy. It was oh my gosh, I, I laughed. Yeah, the fact so. that he was tight with the Frost
2: Giants was hilarious,
0: right? And and just seeing he was super immature and was nowhere near an avenger but was also not worried about war and was cool with his enemies and i don't know it was just a really good break that we needed in this show so i i give it an, a 10 out of 10 it's still 10 out of
2: 10 i i needed this episode so much dude you should have seen me i i thought i thought that uh I don't know. Each episode, I thought there was going to be more happiness. There wasn't. And this one, I was really scared because I was like, "Oh my God, what is it now?" And the fact that I kept laughing and I was happy throughout and I was like enjoying it made me so much happier. And the fact that he was worried about his mom coming down and worrying about what he's doing to the earth—that was amazing. Yeah, I I loved how immature he was. It was it was it was exactly what I needed. I needed a childlike episode. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. 10 out of 10 because I needed that badly.
0: Oh, absolutely. Okay, so next is what if Ultron won?
2: This is why I wanted you to start Captain Carter. <laughs>
0: and I'm kind of glad you did because I don't remember every detail to this one. I remember a lot Are you of it. Serious? I remember a lot of it, but I think oh. I was so awestruck by this episode that I just didn't retain any of it because I was just like, oh.
1: This is this is the scary part
2: that we would have seen if Ultron did what he wanted to do in the first place.
0: This is the uh, essentially the Ultron from uh, the comics that I was complaining about.
1: This is the age of Ultron.
0: Yeah.
2: This is this not this is not no minor setback like the movie. This is the age of Ultron, not the minor setback of Ultron. Um, Ultron scared me in this one but, like, to the core. He essentially destroyed the entire universe. Um, well, first things first, he had the mind stone, and you see Thanos walk up. He's like, okay, I need to get the next stone. Ultron goes, hmm, moon, cuts that fool in half. You see this that you get, you see this Titan fold the separate in half. And then an Ultra grabbing these stones is like, Oh, I know what power is now. Destroys Xandar, destroys every single world we love in Marvel. And then all of a sudden his purpose his purpose is fulfilled, and then he doesn't know what to do anymore. That part, I love that because that's the stuff we don't see, like what happens to them after they fulfill their purpose. He's like, I have no purpose now. That's it. And then the fact that he hears the Watcher narrating, that creeped me out. Because now I'm like, he's that powerful to hear v- him? That scared me. The fact that the Watcher was scared for a second that wiped the universe away like like a channel? I was like, okay, hold up. Wait a second. Hold up. I did not think that the story was going to go that way. And then you see Ultron bust out and try to take this fool out at first the watcher you think the watcher won but all of a sudden ultron comes back and said i found you (laughs) that part is scary and the fact you see these two fighting actually like crazy fist fighting though is insanity and the fact that the Watcher's power is that cosmic looking power, like in the comic books and crap that you see with like Dr. Doom having it on all that? Oh, I, oh, it's amazing. And the fact that these fools were punching each other in different realities, and Ultron freaking puts his head up in the sky, bites the Milky Way into another reality, like.
1: Oh my god! It's so, it's so, it's so good. And the fact, the fact that the Watcher lost, and he
2: said, "Crap, he needed to go back to the universe where Doctor Strange killed everybody." It said, "Dude, I, dude, I'm suffering." And Doctor Strange was like, "Let me hear, let me hear you say it. I need to hear it. Come on." And then the Watcher was like, "Dude, I need your help." badly that part made me so exciting because i'm like oh (laughs) this is the avengers of
1: the multiverse and i was like ah it's gonna it's gonna happen
2: no but this is where this is where ultron just goes insane to where the fact that he goes away from his universe and goes into the multiverse bro crazy uh one thing i did not talk about that i got that i should have talked about first of all is that it followed Natasha, Black Widow, and Clint, Hawkeye, first. And in that world where Ultron did win, and they tried their best to take down Ultron. Ultimately, it would have worked, but Thanos coming in the picture is what messed it up, to where now he has all the Infinity Stones. Um, and I love that Hawkeye was losing his will to live, because his whole family was gone, and he eventually just... Just couldn't do it anymore and sacrifice himself was pretty great. I like that. Uh, Arnim Zola uh, was still an analog and he was a backup drive and he was supposed to be that hope to take down Ultron. And ultimately, it still wasn't like it still wasn't gonna work. I love that. Um, yeah, ten out of ten. It you did not know where it was going and when it went where it went. You're like scared about what's gonna happen.
1: Yeah.
0: No, I, I agree. Too good. I, I I I mean you covered every point in this one. The only thing I will say is there was one part that made just felt like bugs were crawling down my back is when I just heard I can hear you. And he turns around and the watcher <laughs> The watcher literally pulls one of
1: those
0: and just like pieces out out of there. Like you said. But just like the, I think that was his exact words was,
1: I can hear you. And he who's speaking?
0: <laughs> and he turns around. I was just like, holy crap. And oh my gosh. So yeah, incredible episode 10 out of 10. Last one. Uh, what if the Watcher broke his oath? So absolutely loved this episode. Um, there is one thing I didn't like about this episode and I'll talk about it at the end. But. <clears throat> Um, the fact that he grabbed one of the Avengers from every story just about. Um
1: did he grab a hero from the Mar from the zombies? I don't think he did. Yeah. Who did he grab? Yeah, he grabbed. Let's see. I cannot because I know he had Natasha, Doctor Strange,
0: Captain Carter, um, Killmonger, uh
2: Got yeah, Gamora in a place where we didn't know yet.
0: That's right. Gamora
2: and Tony were, were in a team in space in that universe. Uh, no, I don't think that he grabbed anyone from the zombies episode.
0: Okay, but the fact that he grabbed one from every other episode and then brought them together as a team was very, very fun to see. I mean, I very much enjoyed that. And then seeing how they all fought differently from how they do in the MCU, was just the most fun. um, And then seeing exactly how powerful Doctor Strange was going up against Ultron was... Gosh. I mean, the effects in that episode are just nuts. um. I, I just... I don't even know what to say about this one. I, I will get what I don't like out of the way I I will get what I don't like out of the way right now. Because that'll help me explain the rest. What I was not a giant fan of is the fact, and it makes sense. It makes sense why this is the case, but it's still bugged. Is that Doctor Strange is really the only one who could do anything to Ultron. Um, everyone else literally would have been dead in a nanosecond if Doctor Strange wasn't there. Like I said, it makes sense as to why this was the case. But at the same time, I like teams where everyone at least has a bit of pull. Because Ultron was literally like, you are all flies. The only reason I can't kill you is because you have a protection spell. Like, you all are just annoying the living crap out of me. That's it. Um, And... I mean, that bugged me a little bit because these were all amazing characters, but the fact that none of them could really do anything was like, well, now we sit here and wait for Doctor Strange to make his next move. And, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a giant like, oh, I hate the series now. No, it was just like a, I wish they could have done more in some way. Like, if Doctor Strange would have gave them a power boost. Like, something like that. I don't know. That's a personal opinion. but. I quick though. What?
2: I'm gonna ask you something real quick though, cause, cause okay. I think, cause I think, I think you forgot.
1: Okay. How? Without researching anything, don't look up anything right now. Okay. How did they take down Ultron? They got the Infinity Stones out of his chest. Didn't they? They tried that. It didn't work. Oh, okay. How did they do
0: it again?
2: They, they, they took some out, but then he eventually just put it back in. Uh, okay, so here's, here's how they did it. They wanted to do the Infinity something. It did not work out at all. He just grabbed him right back. So the next plan was they still had Arnim Zola in the arrow.
0: Virus, that's right.
2: So they needed to put the virus inside of Ultron. Now the problem is that Ultron has his eyes covered. So what needed to happen was Dr. Strange put a protection spell on all of them. He had Thor, uh, Star-Lord, and Killmonger distract them while Doctor Strange is holding the protection spell. But there's a point to where Ultron had too much power to where the protection spells were breaking. At that point, Black Widow was on a motorcycle, drove off the cliff, tried to aim for his face. Captain Carter jumps, jumps on Ultron, pulls his mask back. Makes his eyes clear. Black Widow lets a rip, and he goes bang. That was so late. I was going crazy. I was like, "Wow, that that's how you do teamwork." So that's why I didn't mind the. Uh, that's why I didn't mind the protection spell, uh, okay. because it can get down way more.
0: You know what? I forgot that's how they took him down. I will I will give them credit for that. Um something okay, so, else
2: happened too right after that. They weren't done. I that
0: and that's the next thing I was gonna talk about was the fact that Killmonger was then like, you know, I I infiltrated Wakanda, I infiltrated the US, I got my way, I want more. And gets essentially gets inside Ultron and it takes the infinity stones and then they have to take him down again. I forget how they take him down, too. But the fact that he is so greedy was just like, oh my gosh, this dude is literally trying to create his own universe. I mean, he had good intentions because I'm pretty sure he was gonna like make it anew or whatever, but it's just nuts to see that he was so nuts. I don't. know. I I don't have much else to say about it because I don't remember it all that well. I'm probably gonna rewatch it tonight. If I'm... Um, but
2: I'll, I'll I'll tell you real quick though. Uh, what's scary is that in the beginning of the episode, you see Killmonger studying Ultron's head, mm-hmm. like a separate thing of his head, and he starts to see like the technology or whatever. So I think that's like the the point to where he wanted to more know more about his physiology, and then ultimately. Killmonger tries to grab the stones, but then Strange starts has like to take him back or whatever, and he traps Killmonger and the stones in that same type of bubble that he trapped himself in in his universe. Mm. So that's mm-hmm. that's the only way that they uh, stop Killmonger is because the kill uh, the stones came out of him, and he tried to grab it back, and it wasn't working. So the fact that you know it was getting crazy, Doctor Strange just put him in a bubble, but it was hard to put him in that bubble. Yeah. It was, but that part was so great because you get to see like Doctor Strange at least learn something, mm-hmm. and he eventually, you know, try to fix it like that. So I I, I like that he, he used his his downfall for the multiverse's gain.
0: Agreed, agreed. So absolutely ten out of ten episode, loved it. Um, okay, so that's it for what if. I'm gonna tell you this right now, Javen.
1: Um we are at an hour and 15 minutes. Huh? I said dang. So well,
0: do you want to make it a, what we
1: can do. Okay. Let's stop it here and let's make this a
2: three-part thing. What do you think?
1: Three part.
2: Yeah, cuz I'm looking at these other stuff and
0: yeah. Okay. All right, we can do yeah. that. We can do that. So uh, we'll go ahead and in this first part here, just because we are taking we felt like part three was really good, but we also rushed it way too much. And that's not what we want this to be about. We want this to be about our full thoughts. These are special episodes for a reason. So we, we don't want to be like, oh, just rushing through. So we are giving our full thoughts. Um, like I said, there's only one more show that we're going to fully dive into, and that's mine um so super fun though super glad we got through as much as we did even though we only got through like five in total um but just a heads up for um the next parts we will not be covering shorts like we said so we will not be covering i am Groot. um and the only short technically that we will be covering is the holiday special from guardians um we will be covering that, but everything else as far as I am Groot and those kind of things, we will not be covering. But, uh, super fun. Glad we got to get those out of the way, and now we're going to go ahead and record part two now. Um, and we're, we're going to talk about when to upload these, and we'll go from there. Yeah. But, uh, super fun. I uh, hope you guys
1: are looking forward to part two, and we will see you guys in the next one. Alright. See, see you guys later.